welcome to Hallmarkies podcast. And we're really excited today. We have the spirit of love you wear <laughs> with us today. We're here to talk about the February movies on Hallmark Channel. I am Film Critter Rachel Wagner and Megan is here. Hi. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. You, did you have a good love you wear? <laughs> I did. I had a pretty good Valentine's Day. Oh, good. I'm you glad. Know, but my husband got me a very nice necklace, which is nice very very good uh yeah I had fun I mean I always have fun on Valentine's Day with uh with my tradition of doing my own Valentine uh, my friend Joan she helps me execute my vision so she deserves all the credit uh but uh but we have a lot of fun every year kind of trying to think of something clever and then with the last probably four years we've done uh one for Homeworkies podcast and so that's been fun as well and so kind of, I get to feel part of it, even though I'm not in a couple. So enjoy that. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's a Hallmark holiday, literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and especially when it's on a Tuesday, it's like, what are we going to do? Go out on the middle of the week? Like now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you feel going into February to the February movies were you optimistic? Were you feeling positive? How did you kind of go into it? I think I didn't have a lot of expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been watching a lot of Hallmark since Christmas season, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I found it to be pretty good. Yeah. Some I liked more than others. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there was one I really liked that I thought... Oh. Really hit it out of the park for you know a February Valentine's Day movies. Valentine's Day movies can be hard. I think yeah. um, you know it, the the first months after the Christmas can be a little slow, but mm-hmm. I thought they did a pretty good job. I particularly really enjoyed the first two, uh, and particularly the first one was my favorite of the group. So we'll go into that more, but um, but yeah, I mean I think that. Uh, for the most part, they were enjoyable. Um, and there was one that I didn't care for. So it'd be interesting to see if, how we, how it shakes out, um, uh, with that, as far as you and I, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I was pretty excited going to two it. I gave them all pretty high scores in our preview. Uh, so yeah, I was pretty excited and I would say two of them lived up. One of them was, eh. And then one of them was not good in my opinion. I, so we will see what, <laughs> but uh, let's get started. Let's dive in. And we are also going to be doing a preview of the March movies. Cause March is kind of a grab bag month for Hallmark channel and, and Hallmark Moose mysteries. Uh, before we get into spring into love, they keep changing the name of that one. It's like spring fever. And then uh, what was it? Um, spring fling then it was spring fling and then now it's spring into love so I don't know what's going on (laughs) pick a lane right (laughs) (laughs) try and change it up I guess yeah (laughs) but uh anyway uh so we're going to talk about those as well and uh and then I will put I'll put try to put a timestamp so people just want to listen to the preview they can do that but why would you want to do that you want to listen to all our great thoughts about the love you wearing movies and uh the first one is uh sweeter than chocolate and this was on the fourth Hallmark Channel, Louise Mumford, Dan Jeanette, 
and Bren, Brenda Strong. And it's based on the book by Lizzie Shane, which had just come out in uh, in January uh, mm-hmm. for Hallmark Publishing. It's the last book for Hallmark, Pub- Hallmark Publishing. And we covered it on our romantic reading wrap-up, me and Brees. We talked a little bit about the movie there, if people have listened to that. Uh, and the book actually, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the story, but uh, it, it dragged a little bit. Uh, it was a little slow going in the middle, particularly of the book. And I actually think they kind of improved it for the movie. They kind of made it a little tighter as a story. Uh, and it's a TV reporter goes to investigate a local bakery, which is rumored to have the secret recipe to finding true love on Valentine's Day. And that's like kind of true. It's more a chocolate shop. It's not a bakery. Like yeah. A, yeah, it's a chocolate shop. But um, but for it's it's fine. But uh, yeah, overall, what do you think about this one? This is the one I really liked. Yeah, I thought, yeah. yeah. I just Same. thought for these kinds of movies, it did what it's supposed to do. You know, like the the lead tech chemistry, the story was cute. Um, you know, it's a little silly, like you know, magical chocolates that make you fall in love. But yeah, that's part of Hallmark and why we like these movies, right? The little bit of silliness and yeah. romance. So um, I thought the conflict was good. I thought um, the chemistry was outstanding. I love yes. mom, Brenda Strong. She, yes. you know, gives me all the desperate housewives <laughs> feels. <laughs> I used to watch that show religiously. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so I thought it was just great. I thought that um, the couples that they highlighted, you know, who had fallen in love were a range of different types of people, which was cool. And I just thought they did it. It was exactly what a homework movie should be. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it was a pretty sexy movie for homework. Yeah. Yeah, all that chocolate tempering. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> they made they uh they made uh Lacey Chabert uh, in her chocolate tempering movie look like nothing <laughs> who knew chocolate tempering would be so hot <laughs> yeah, I mean I certainly didn't didn't but uh, but yeah it starts out it is kind of ridiculous that it starts out with the rent being raised by 62 percent and that is different than the book I can't remember if the uh, book gives an actual number, there is an increase. I'm not sure that why they went with 62% because I'm pretty sure that that's like not allowed. I think it's illegal. I don't think that a landlord is allowed to raise rent by 62%. I think there's like laws against that. <laughs> I mean, uh, you can raise rent, but, uh, but yeah, and it's actually kind of hard to evict. Uh, I know it's because I took some real estate classes you can evict somebody obviously, but there's a, a pretty lengthy process. It's not like easy to do. You have to go through the sheriff and you have to give all this notice and you have to like it, it's, it's <laughs> like raising rent by 62% is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Also they could just move to a different location. Like <laughs> I yeah. mean, I see that we've, I've seen that in San Francisco and where I live all the time, like people just they the rent's too high and then they move to a different location i thought yeah. also the design of the chocolate shop was a little weird it didn't really look like the chocolate shop to me <laughs> yeah it's true yeah it looked so crowded at the front yeah and it was just 
I don't know, but I didn't mind it. I was like, yeah. I, oh know. no, all this stuff is just silly stuff. And what mattered the most, this all got right. Like the, uh, like you said, chemistry, uh, the sexy chocolate tempering. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I needed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and then in the book, you have to eat the Valentine's on Valentine's day, the Cupid chocolates. Oh, that makes a little more sense. Yeah. And, and so that's kind of part of the lore, but that wasn't as clear here. Like, I think you could do it anytime as long as you were like in love. <laughs> it is kind of risky. It's like, yeah. so I, <laughs> you got to make sure you're around the right people when you eat this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it's really funny that he's like, uh, treating this like this is some kind of expose <laughs> like ooh, they're leading people astray like making them buy some chocolates <laughs> that's just funny to me and in the book she's she kind of she her attitude she, you get the feeling that she doesn't really believe in the lore that much she just figures like if it helps people find love if they are more open to it if they're more like uh, willing to take chances, maybe that kind of a thing. Like if, right. if it leads to good things, who cares? Which, which yeah. I completely agree with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And in this one, she uh, had not ever tried her Cupid chocolates, which seems a little unlikely, like just for the, not only that you'd want to try your product, but also you think that like, cause she's way you figure how old she's supposed to be in this movie, like 30. I would say in her mid thirties. Yeah. Something like that. You yeah. would figure by that point, she would have had somebody that she thought she was in love with. Right. Right. Like somebody to test the chocolates with. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, that that's kind of a typical hallmark, <laughs> you know, the girl who just can't fall who so scared of love because her parents were so in love. Right. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, I'm lucky my parents have not passed away, neither of them. Yeah. Um, but my grandma and grandpa were married forever, 50 years or something. And when my grandma yeah. died, I mean, my grandma, you know, she moved on. I didn't, I didn't decide never to fall in love. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, you know, um, there has but, to be some kind of thing I that, mean, you know. It did make the the final moment when they both eat the chocolates. It was pretty, it was pretty good. Oh, that, yeah. I was into it. I thought, yeah, that was great. And then when the mom tells her story, when they're like, we need yeah. some, I, that made me tear up a little bit. I was yeah. like, oh, like that really got me. Yeah. So it the was good. was good. It was fast paced. It wasn't too slow. I thought. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. And like I said, it was actually better in that regard than the book. The book was a little, it dragged a little bit. Right. Um, but how do you feel about milk chocolate? Oh. What is your opinion? This movie definitely did not like milk chocolate. Okay. So I totally agree with this movie that people <laughs> over 30 should not eat milk chocolate. Milk chocolate is for children. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, but I do kind of think that I always buy dark chocolate, uh -huh. but I feel like I do that because I think it's like healthier in some way, which I don't think it is, but in my mind it is. Like um, if you're eating like hardcore dark chocolate, I think it is actually healthier, but it tastes like yeah. terrible. Right. Um, so <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to eat chocolate, I want to eat something that I actually like the taste of it, you know? Yeah. So do so, you like milk chocolate? 
I do like milk chocolate. I'm a child, evidently. Um, but <laughs> um, especially with peanut butter. I love milk chocolate and peanut butter. I think that that combination is so yummy. But I I like a milk chocolate. I'm just not one of these people. Like my dad, it's ridiculous. He gets this dark chocolate that's like, okay, you're eat. it's like <laughs> you need some sugar. <laughs> like it's yeah. so like bitter but yeah over like six percent it's gross I agree <laughs> like, I I I think like a semi-sweet like in a cookie is delicious uh, I do prefer semi-sweet in uh in brownies or cookies or that kind of thing or um if it has like toffee in it maybe you know then I'd like the the dark chocolate or like if I was eating a like a chocolate candy like they have on these a truffle, I guess, truffle. then I wouldn't mind it, but it could just be kind of bitter. I think dark chocolate. <laughs> yeah. I think it just depends on the strength of the mm-hmm. dark chocolate. Like I said, if it's like over 60%, it's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. You love, um, dark chocolate and almond butter. Oh, like, okay. Okay. There, I don't know the brand, but they, there's like this chocolate bar and it's dark chocolate with almond butter. And oh my God, it's so good. That sounds good. Yeah. They, at Trader Joe's, they have these giant chocolate bars that you can get with all different strengths, but those are pretty good with almonds and toffee and things like that. Yeah. I so mean, but good. let's be honest. I'll take any chocolate <laughs> any day. Doesn't have to be dark. <laughs> want to give me chocolates. I will eat them. Uh, yeah. What's your, if you go to a chocolate shop, do you have like a particular truffle that you look for a particular one that you go for? I agree with the peanut butter, like anything with yeah. chocolate and peanut butter. I also like chocolate and nuts. Um, but yeah, I always mm-hmm. go for like the chocolate peanut butter. Yeah. What like if I'm going to C's, I love like a pecan bud with mm. the caramel and the pecans and the chocolate. That's yummy. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> I did get chocolates for Valentine's Day as well. And everyone gets mad at me in my house because I do that thing where you like eat it. Like you oh, eat no. And then you put it back. <laughs> what you got to do is check in the bottom. That's what I do. Oh, okay. If they're not, if you don't know, if you just poke a little hole in the bottom, you mm. can see what's in there. Okay. That's a lot more hygienic <laughs> and nice than my, my style. Yeah. You like ruin all of the chocolate. Yeah. Yes. My husband's nodding his head right now. He's like, yeah, Yeah, there's a place right by us called uh, the the chocolate cottage. Oh, yeah. And they, you, my favorite thing, here's a tip is, you know, people get like like chocolate covered strawberries Mm -hmm. telling you where it's at is chocolate covered grapes. It sounds weird. I'm telling you the like tartness of the grape mm. and sweetness with the chocolate. It's so good. Interesting. Like, if you think you like chocolate covered strawberries. I'm telling you, you'll like chocolate covered grapes. They're so good. It's like this little like packet of yumminess. Interesting. Yes. I mean, I would definitely it the try it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever seen them anywhere though. If you come to Utah to visit, I'll take you and we'll have chocolate covered grapes. Oh, fun. I also have chocolate covered bananas. Oh, okay. They sell these at Trader Joe's. They sell these like frozen chocolate covered bananas. They're so- oh, oh yeah. I've had those. Yeah. That's delicious. Well, if you, <laughs> did you ever watch um, Arrested Development? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's all in the banana stand. 
Oh yeah, the banana stand. <laughs> it's all in the banana stand. <laughs> oh, that was such a good show until they went to Netflix and then it sucked. Yeah, that, I don't I don't think I don't even think I watched the latest season. Because it, it was wasn't terrible. Yeah. Don't watch it. It was really bad. <laughs> but the first the the original three seasons were great. Yeah. Yeah. They watching season four, I literally fell asleep, like oh, no. crashed. I was just like, this is so boring. But anyway, back it was to weird Swedish too, Academy. because they did it like it was like it wasn't like an ensemble. It was like no, yeah, it was character. Yeah, yeah which I think they did because people's schedules. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it was a little bit of just bad, like yeah, they just couldn't get it done. And I remembered when Jason Bateman was on, I think it was Letterman or some show like that. And before it was, he was like, let me just try to get y'all to manage your expectations. And I was like, oh, this is probably going to suck. Wow. And it did. Yeah. When the actor <laughs> said that, that's not good news. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, it was kind of funny how this movie like hated milk chocolate. Milk chocolate was, is for, is for children. Yeah, that was definitely. <laughs> But I'd say like whatever chocolate you want to like. Agreed. You know? Yes. Uh, okay. Then I did kind of like that the secret ingredient was not love. Yes. That was, was kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I agree with you that all of the, the little couples stories were very well done and very sweet. And yeah, I love the diversity and, and uh, that was a, th- a really nice touch. I agree. Especially the older female couple. That was great. Really yeah, nice. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so then, like we said, they eat the cupids and, uh, on TV. And I am a little bit tired of the rom-com trope of there always has to be a crowd cheering you on. <laughs> it used to be like a a drew barrymore thing like every single one of her romantic comedies it always had to end with a crowd cheering as they kiss people really hate the public kiss yeah how do you feel i mean i feel like i don't really pay that much attention to it Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean i mean it's unrealistic like in real life i don't think i would i mean the only time i've ever kissed in front of a bunch of people is not my wedding right <laughs> but like you know um if you were cheering you on then too and it's kind of awkward yeah it's a little it's a little awkward and i mean this one wasn't too bad because it was just the people in the store and mm-hmm. then like the crew filming and stuff because most of it was you know people watching live i guess because this was a live stream they kept talking about that over and over. oh this is gotta be ready for the live stream <laughs> yeah um but it was they just had such great chemistry i didn't care this they they were absolutely fantastic together and i think dan janat he's really good at that and he talked about it in our interview about how it's not like not a guarantee that you're gonna have chemistry with people that you just kind of hope that that you will first of all get along but then that it'll translate onto the screen and so it's definitely something he really thinks about as an actor and really, you know, tries to cultivate. And I appreciate that. And I thought they, they were great together and Me. yeah. And then we end the movie with the sexy chocolate tempering. It was great. <laughs> that was yeah. great. Yeah. 
So overall, what would you give this one? Uh, one to five crowns. One to five. Okay. I'm going to go pretty high. I'm going to say 4.75. I'm going to go really high. I'm not going to give it a five because I don't know. I'm just being a little stingy, but (laughs) (laughs) because, but I, I like really enjoyed it. And then when I finished, I just thought that like is a Hallmark movie. That's what I'm here for. Um, So that in that regards, I thought it was really good. So I, I'm going to go high 4.75. I agree with you. I'm going to also go 4.75. I really enjoyed it. I, uh, I wanted to watch it again, which is a big kind of tell for me. Totally. If I, if I really enjoyed it and I do think it improved upon the book as much as we love Lizzie Shane, she's a great writer. It was a cute story. I enjoyed the book. It was just, I, I, I think they took those took what was good about the book and then they elevated it with the movie, which is what you always hope to have. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. We have a Paris proposal, and this was on the 11th, and Alexa Penavega, Nicholas and Bishop. And it's Anna is an account manager for a New York City advertising agency who has the opportunity to land the biggest client of her career, Duran Diamonds. Much to her chagrin, her boss dispatches her and her colleague Sebastian to the City of Lights to make the pitch and seal the deal. Anna's by the book's work style clashes with Sebastian's looser approach and over-the-top ideas that dazzle the client but exceed budget realities that land them in hot water. When they arrive in Paris to meet with the client, a misunderstanding leads uh, the Durants to believe Anna and Sebastian are married, making them excited about the prospect of having a real-life couple in charge of the creative vision for their brand and forcing them to try to keep up appearances. (laughs) So overall, what do you think about this one? So overall, what do you think about this one? Cute. Um, I wasn't my favorite, like it's not my favorite all time, but mm-hmm. um, I did think it was cute. What about you? I really enjoyed it. I think it is my second favorite of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would watch it again. And I thought they did have pretty good chemistry. And uh, I'm a, I am usually a kind of a sucker for these kind of uh, screwball comedies, basically, mm-hmm. that this ridiculous lie and they have to. Uh, and then like one lie leads to another lie the only time I don't like the lies is when they it becomes not fun right Uh, you know and like oh how could you lie to me 
And there was some of that here, but uh, I felt like she was she was on his side pretty early on and they both were at fault for the lie. And so there wasn't that sense of like betrayal. And then, cause then it just stops being fun and you're just kind of like, Oh, I mean the the client and the stuff were upset, but, uh, but, but anyway, I thought the way it was written, it was, it kept it from being that annoying. It was Mm -hmm. still fun for me. I agree. I definitely agree. And I think that Alexa is really good at playing these kind of characters that are sort of wound up and like type A and need everything to be organized. Like all of the ones that she's done that I've liked have been that sort of personality. So I think that's her like will will spot, you know, like, yeah, uh, you know, whether it's destination wedding or um, I like mismatched and (laughs) people don't like that one, but I like it. Uh, Whenever she's sort of this like wound up planner i think that's a good good role for her i agree um yeah i thought it was really cute i thought they had pretty good chemistry like you said um yeah overall pretty good Mm -hmm. yeah i mean and it looked like because when i first saw the the cast or the cast and crew list Mm -hmm. i was like i bet most of this movie was filmed in like romania and then like little but they did have more of paris than i expected like there was a lot of time spent at that um and that fountain yeah i agree yeah that was nice to see um Mm -hmm. she looked beautiful and i liked all of her clothes yeah did you see the sex in the city dress no wait wait, yeah that dress with the big flower oh yeah black and white that was one that carrie wore on sex in the city that's so crazy yeah yeah so i forget which episode uh but i saw it somebody pulled it oh Uh, which one you're talking about yeah and uh so uh that was sort of that was fun and in a lot of times when hallmark does fashion it feels like yeah right but i felt like they did a pretty good job of of uh of looking high fashion looking couture looking paris and you know got this diamond company and everything and and the diamond company is led by this couple that has had this amazing romance and so they're trying to come up with the pitch and i was willing to go where this movie wanted me to go as far as like the lie and uh the fact that they tell the lie and that the because it seems like to me like i can understand why the diamond company especially being this small company with only like not that many employees would want a married couple by the way that would be appealing because diamonds engagement rings like it kind of makes sense to me i was willing to go where it needed me to go (laughs) right yeah and a lot of people were complaining about the fact that they were recording people proposing but like that they should get consent and and they probably should get consent but there is actually i mean i don't know about in france but like in america if a photographer if you are in like a public place people are allowed like if you're in a national park or like a a monument like people are allowed to take pictures of people in public places without getting consent like if you're a photographer and there's t- like a crowd of people you're not expected to get consent from like every single person you know and so there's laws that actually like protect photographers in public places if people are in public places consent is implied right that makes sense yeah 
And this was definitely a public place where people were making public proclamations to everybody. Yeah. So you actually don't have to, you probably should, if you're literally using it for an ad campaign that like people are going to see, it's a little awkward. Like you could probably take, I would probably take the video. So it has that authenticity. And then I would go to them and be like, Hey, we are doing this thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, I would probably do that, but I think technically it is legal. Yeah, I think in real life, you would probably, after the fact, go up and have them sign a waiver or whatever in order to use it. But yeah, I Mm -hmm. didn't really, that didn't bother me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did see a number of people complaining about that. But, you know, I mean, there's different rules for homework photographers anyway. We we know that that's the favorite creative field. They all have to be creative fields. Like we can't have a woman being a lawyer or a doctor. Like heaven forbid. (laughs) I'm a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, and and it's it's almost never we do we do have a sculptor coming up, but but 90% of the time it's a um photographer. Yeah. And that always is is funny. And it's always the camera, it's never like a digital camera, and there's like click, 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 you know. (laughs) Yeah. And like you said, they never do boring things like weddings. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, and we'll see in the March one, there's, it's the, I think it's the, I think Tyler's character is the photographer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, I thought that uh, the, another one where all of the different little love stories that they met along the way were, were really sweet. And even the Duran Diamond couple was very, very sweet. I enjoyed that. And, you know, it's all built leading up to this big presentation. So, you know, that it's going to all, you know, be revealed. And, but again, I was willing to go where this movie wanted me to go. I enjoyed that. Uh, they get fired. There's the big, uh, big reveal. I thought that they, the reunion, the, the, and the kiss on the bridge was all really well done. I agree. Yeah. That was the kiss was really good. I, I mm-hmm. thought that was cute. Yeah. And then I think they had like a, it's been a couple of weeks since I saw this one, but, and then they had the next year proposal, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was fun. Yeah. And was- uh, yeah, overall, I just, I really enjoyed it. I thought he was really fresh and fun and, uh, and I liked her. Uh, and so I would give this one a four. I thought it was entertaining. I'd watch it again. I think I'm going to get a 3.75. Mm, yeah. Mm. I'm like this 0.75. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. So then we have Welcome to Valentine. This is on the 18th Hallmark Channel. Catherine Davis and Markian Tarusik, director Stefan Brogan. And it's a week away from Valentine's Day and Olivia loses both her boyfriend and her job in the same week. Her sister, Vanessa, still lives in the hometown Nebraska uh, convinces Valentine, Nebraska convinces Olivia to come back here home for an extended trip and help get to help get her back on her feet. Olivia's roommate in New York has a friend, George, who's driving out to Los Angeles and agrees to take Olivia to her destination, which is exactly halfway between New York and California in exchange for a free night stay in her hometown. Uh, so that's, I mean, this summary is so long, but that's, that's the basic, (laughs) story and I really I wanted to love this more than I did because I love I love Catherine I love Marky and I think they're both great I think they did have decent chemistry and 
I kind of, I wish that it had been a road trip all the way through. Like, I wish they had never even stopped in Valentine. Like I was kind of enjoying that banter and that, that part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but I found the movie cluttered. There were too many characters. Uh, and that, that took us away from our main, main characters. And it also kind of kept forcing Markings character. I think his name was George, I think, uh, (laughs) to be kind of unlikable, uh, that he was the one, the grumpy one about the town and everything. And, um, like for instance, there's a long scene where she has this whole conversation with this woman who I guess they didn't get along in high school or something. And now she wants her to paint the painting for her nursery for her daughter. And it was a long conversation back and forth, back and forth. And, oh yeah, I'll do it. Uh, oh, you, you don't have to do it. You're too famous back and forth. And then nothing like nothing happened with that. I was like, why did we need this character at all? Like there was no reason and that whole conversation was completely unnecessary to the plot and there was just because you had like her her roommate who now has gotten this job in Chicago so you have her and her kind of piping in every now and then and then you have her sister who is in Valentine and you know has some more traditional ideas uh, for her and uh, then there was the old woman and, uh, and then a bunch of other characters coming in and out, in and out. And I just, I, I just wanted the script to be stronger. I wish it was better, but it did have some fun moments. I do still really like the leads. It was, it was okay. <laughs> I don't know. What did you think? I agree. I think that Catherine was very lovely yeah she you know definitely lit up the screen I think that I got a bad taste in my mouth for that guy like the character obviously not the actor the character in the beginning like that whole 40 under 40 and he spills like he makes her spill everything and then he the mushroom soup and then he doesn't even like try to help in the moment like you think he'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, it was me. I'm the one that made her spill. But so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like I once do- they get on the road, I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. Like it, uh, I wish it had just been, because I agree with you about that scene too, that was just kind of like, I don't know if they were trying to do enemies to lovers because the thing that people forget about enemies to lovers is that you have to make, the characters likable by everybody else but the people that don't like each other right right? Mm -hmm. that's so key so important if they're just kind of general jerks then like (laughs) we are not going to be invested in this story and it you have that's the thing about pride and prejudice and i've said this many times but in pride and prejudice the reason why it works one of the big reasons is because everybody that knows Darcy and Lizzie loves them. They're beloved. They just don't like each other. I mean, Darcy is, has nothing but friends that love him. And so, you know, if these two people could just get on the same page, they would be perfect for each other. And that helps you root for the characters because you don't want your leading lady to end up with a total jerk. Right. You know, you yeah. want somebody that you become invested in. I did like the scene, um, and I think it was in the, like outside of the gas station 
mm-hmm. that scene. Um, that was cute. I thought they had good chemistry in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, it was just, it was a little slow too for me. Yeah. I, I agree I, all, a lot of different characters coming in and out. Yeah, and I also thought that they were a little clunky in the, it felt like a Christmas script that had then been co-opted into a valentine script i don't know that as a thing i don't know if that's true but that's how it felt there were so many moments that felt like this seems like a christmas moment and they're making it into a valentine's moment like have let for instance to have the the lighting ceremony or whatever Mm -hmm. like this feels like a christmas tree lighting ceremony but it's like valentine's lights and there's even the way that the decor was the way they had like valentine's garland basically or or um hearts and stuff like that over everything in a way I kind of liked that but in the other way I was like it just added to that feeling of like I really wonder if this is this was originally a Christmas movie well that's the thing with these Valentine's Day movies is they have to be realistic about how people celebrate Valentine's Day you know not like Christmas it's not whole like month-long thing like yeah that's why I like the the sweeter than chocolate because it was like I don't know. It, the whole Valentine's of it made sense. This, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and this town is named Valentine. So like, I'm willing uh, to kind of go with it to the extent of like, they're going to go extra for Valentine's. Right. Yeah. But it's still just the way, the way they were doing it. It felt like co-opting Christmas tropes to me. Um, also this lady, Miss Hackey, I guess is her name. I felt like she was going to kill everybody at any moment. Like she was weird to me. She's the lady that like used to run it or something. Yeah. So she's like super bitter and she's just always kind of like there and leering and looking. And And she sabotages it in the end. Yeah. And then she helps him, like he doesn't know, but she helps him get the uh, alternator from one of the floats. (laughs) Yeah. Evil Valentine's Day lady. (laughs) It was intense. Um, and then also, so he's going to be made CEO of his family company, correct? Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, and so that's kind of a plot. And he's taking the, he has to get there to this meeting, which they could easily do via Zoom or whatever. But he's taking the car to uh, to California to go t- to this meeting. And he's going to be made CEO. And his big beef with his dad is that he wanted to start a non-for-profit to help new entrepreneurs and new businesses, which sounds like a really smart thing to do, period. You know, you got all these, you probably could get all these fresh business ideas and everything. Um, But I didn't really understand the conflict because I'm like, if he gets made CEO, he can do whatever he wants. Like he can start a non-profit. He's a CEO. Yeah, I get, I feel like his character was a little bit like poor little rich guy, you know, poor mm-hmm. little rich boy. It's like, you know, you get handed this company and you're all like, you know, mad. Yeah, it's, you're going to be the CEO. You can do what you want, like, or go do something else. Just make it, I don't know. It just, his character just wasn't very likable to me. Yeah, I mean, I just don't understand why he couldn't just take the company and then like literally do whatever he wants yeah i mean, I mean there's a board and everything and has to decide but i can't imagine many board 
board uh, boards of most companies that would be like, no, stop the charity. <laughs> you know, like, most big companies have charities. Like, yeah, oh yeah, like sure. pretty normal. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That whole plot line was kind of like, mm. yeah, and so it did feel sometimes a little bit um, Chesapeake Shoresian for me. These, <laughs> I remember in the first season of Chesapeake Shores. I felt like almost every child complained about having a home bop for them. It's like, <laughs> especially um, Lacey, she was all upset about the fact that her parents had helped her with the um, purchasing this in. And I'm just like, and then, and then at one point also um, Trace gets all upset and I'm just like, may I be so cursed? I know, right? I had actually purchased my own home. Right. <laughs> in my own mortgage. Home anytime. <laughs> but anyway, um, like I said, I enjoyed the part where they were driving together, banter back and forth. What kind of snacks do you like to eat on the road? Which, by the way, what kind of snacks do you like to eat on the road? If you're going on a road trip, what are you? What's your go-to? Chips. I like chips. Mm-hmm. I have to be careful because of salt, but I... I do like um, a traditional trail mix. It's one of the only times I like ra- raisins because I'm normally not a big raisin person, but I feel like with the um, with the nuts and the like M&Ms and the raisins, it's like a yummy combination. Yeah. So I do like a, a trail mix. Um, and I like a Slurpee. <laughs> 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. Like I haven't had a Slurpee in forever. Yeah. When we were little, our we had a babysitter who would come and when my parents were going out of town and it became kind of a special thing when Catherine was going to, going to, going to come and, and she would get us Slurpees. And at the time we thought like, Ooh, this is so fun. And now I think that, I mean, it was still fun, but it's just kind of funny because they're like a dollar. You know, <laughs> we were like so excited. Yeah. I loved <laughs> When we were kids, I loved the like Coca-Cola Slurpee. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, you oh. get a little caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. We were definitely, yeah. Slurpees were fun. I wouldn't mind a Slurpee. Yeah. And it, at one point she makes this painting for his dad of the car and it like turns him around and uh, he comes around supporting his son and everything. Cause he's definitely a bad man of business. Like he doesn't even want this charity. It kind of reminds me of um, in let it snow you know, the Candace Cameron Bray's dad, oh, and yeah, Alan yeah. Thicke, okay. you know, and yes. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that. Uh, but it was definitely, you know, the city girl comes back to the country, you know, again, we've seen it many times, but, um, but I liked the little kid, Mickey, they were cute. He was cute. Um, and the Haya, that was kind of fun. I thought, yeah, I'm saying Haya all the time. I wanted it to be better. Cause I really do like both these actors and mm-hmm. I hope that they get more shots. People are being very tough on this movie on social media and stuff. And I get it, it is flawed, but, um, I hope they give them more chances. Cause I would say this is probably the weakest of any of her movies, uh, with Catherine. Um, so, uh, you know, I was really hoping it would be great, but, um, but yeah, you know, you do your best and and uh, it was really the problem was the script. Uh, so I would give this one two and a half, I'm afraid. 
I agree. Two and a half. Yeah. All right. So then we have made for each other. This is on the 25th on my channel. Alexander Tertian, Matt Cohen, Aaron O'Connell, and uh, Elena Douglas, a sculptor, uses magic to mold her ideal man into reality, but begins to fall for her real life friend and embraces the flaws that make love perfectly imperfect. So overall, what do you think about this one? This was my least favorite. Yeah, me too. Okay, we're on the same page. (laughs) I mean, it just didn't hit the mark. And I think I texted you, you know, there is a movie, I won't remember the name, but where a mannequin comes to life, a Hallmark movie, I think it's a Christmas one, um, where a mannequin comes to life. And I love that movie. Um, It came out years ago, so I don't know if, but I just... It just didn't hit the mark for me. I didn't think it was funny. And also I couldn't get over the fact that like, if this was a man making a woman's that sculpture like this, like we would be like, oh, you know? I mean, the fact that it was just, he's so perfect because he like looks perfect. I think that part didn't sit well. Yeah. With like I the get- one you're talking about is Holly's Holiday. Okay. That one, we should, I'll talk to Thaddeus. We need to do that for our classic Christmas episodes we've been doing. Yeah, that one's funny. I love that one. So it's like, I'm not against a mannequin coming to life. <laughs> I mean, I, I can handle that, but it just, I just didn't think it was funny enough. And then um, the whole, uh, her mother was just over the yeah. top for me. Yeah. And again, I'm not opposed to it. Like in, in the Christmas season, this last Christmas season, the um, Chinese family movie, um, you know, that mother she was, was hilarious. Yeah. That mother was very pushy and like did the whole show up to your apartment without calling thing, but mm-hmm. it was funny. And it, I don't know this one just, and I love that actress who played the mom. It's not her. Um, she plays a great mom, but I just, and then the whole, like the parents never fighting thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that either. I actually have read parenting books that say, or like articles on parenting that say, yeah, you you need to not fight, but like it's okay to have disagreements in front of your children because it helps them sh- helps them learn how to have disagreements. Conflict, without, yeah, yeah, without yelling or screaming or calling names, but like how to resolve conflict among adults because there is going to be conflict like mm-hmm. you can't be perfect and the fact that they, that she believed that up until this age was unbelievable like yeah. I, how old was she supposed to be in her late 20s early 30s yeah at least yeah yeah like at that point you realize your parents aren't perfect I would think yeah. <laughs> well, I agree to everything you said this was so disappointing oh and I watched it on my trip when I was on, uh, on, it was kind of a mess of a trip. Everything went wrong. And, and it was like, uh, it was really, I was like, oh, great. I can watch the homework movie live. I never do that. And uh, this one looks so funny. And I just, if you listen to my Insta story, it was kind of a spiral. <laughs> I started out so excited and it just went downhill. I was like, oh, how did they mess it up? It, it had so much potential and it was not good. This was not, again, as, as we always say, it always comes down to the writing. 
And I do not think this was particularly well written. And the one that I would compare it to, I agree, Holly's Holiday, perfect comparison. Uh, but I, another one I thought of is Snowmance. Have you ever seen Snowmance? That one with um, Josie Hutch. And who's the girl in it? Ashley Newbrow. No, I don't think. Okay. I'm- well, you should see it. It's, it's really funny. And that's, that is the key difference is that it's funny um, but it's about a girl who makes a snowman. The snowman comes to life and is like oh. the perfect, kind of the perfect guy. Similar kind of story, but it's Jesse Hutch. Yeah. And like, but it's so funny. So like, <laughs> and you've got the friend who's in love with her and very similar dynamic. <clears throat> but uh, like he um, at one point gets all of this. Uh, I don't know why they decided that snowman means he's Scandinavian, but he has all of this like Luke fish stuff like that he rings into the office and they're all like what? I don't know it's silly it's funny I enjoy it and and so I was I was I thought there was a lot of potential and there were moments where I think Aaron O'Connell kind of did the himbo like you think kind of funny like that he was trying to bring the humor in, in the part his sort of simplistic uh way of looking at everything at everything kind of and seeing right. a man kind of an idea that there was something there but she was just so unlikable to me. I was just not into her at all. Like she was just so critical of everybody. And and like she spent the first half of the movie just sulking about everything and everyone in her life. And when the movie first started, I was actually kind of uh, in, I was kind of rooting or not. I was, I understood what the mother was trying to do. And, you know, it's kind of a, it, it is a stereotype, but you do see sort of the overbearing Jewish mother, like in movies quite a bit, you know, and mm-hmm. Woody Allen did it of course all the time in his movies. Uh, and uh, there's even one, there's a short that he did uh, where uh, his mother has passed on and he starts dating a Shitska woman in the short. And all of a sudden his mother is there in the sky giant like like coming to stop him from doing this and you know she's super overbearing it's it's it is pretty funny and so you've seen that a lot and i understood what they were trying to do with the character and but uh and, and so originally i was kind of like okay i can deal with this because she's so unlikable that this mother is this is why this mother but then they just like took it way too far i mean it was just to the point where she's actually giving clay a an engagement ring and saying you need to propose to my daughter this person that she's barely met you know like why would she why would she do that it just doesn't make sense it's not reasonable and so then it becomes and then it's it's not funny Mm-hmm. Um, and then you feel bad for clay. Cause he's being like manipulated, uh, by everybody. He's being tricked into going to college, to law school, you know, things like that. And, uh, and so I don't know, I just, I didn't like, I didn't like what they did with clay. I thought it was weird that they had David and clay being roommates and that just was sort of awkward. It wasn't funny. Yeah. You yeah, know? he was like, you've become my best, like one of my best friends. It's like, oh, like, yeah, that was, I didn't, it just kind of fell short. Yeah. And so then we have, uh, we have her also being like a terrible teacher. <laughs> like, they show up and she's like, just leave, go on an adventure. It's like, wait, what? 
(laughs) she's just like do whatever with the clay and I'm like I need more training than that and and then she he starts doing a dog and she like this is like move over and she's she does the dog and she doesn't even realize that all the other students left and it's like oh yeah they're gone long ago like I have no idea why David aside from her being beautiful is interested in this woman right like she was rude to him she's not supportive um she doesn't even let him make his own dog like I just I I mean they ended up even though like all three of these people are extremely attractive they have no chemistry because it didn't even seem like they liked each other yeah I agree so I was really annoyed (laughs) and (laughs) I didn't want either of them to end up with her I thought they both (laughs) deserved better uh and I do think that because some people were saying like oh he wouldn't be able to get into law school without a like college degree and maybe that's true I guess it's true that's it is true true. but can't get into law school if he literally had a perfect score on the LSAT they would be very forgiving he probably could do some kind of combined program you know they have those of like undergrad and law at the same time yeah or something maybe that's probably know. what they would do but I mean to get a literal perfect score is extremely rare yeah and then it's just like no one wonders why he doesn't have a an undergraduate degree like what has he been doing he's not 20 like what has he been doing with yeah. his so far <laughs> yeah and like does he even know what a, a lawyer is like what does that mean I mean and I mean, that would have been funny if you'd had him kind of like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Um, I just like, yeah, he was, he, he had some of those himbo scenes where he was, you know, silly, but I just, I don't know. I just think there were so many opportunities for humor and instead they decided to just be kind of unpleasant. It just really rang false for me. I mean, if he wants to go to culinary school, they were acting like that was like wild. And I mean, especially if everything he makes, people are just like, it's the most delicious thing they've ever had. Well, that was yeah. the thing about the mother that didn't make a lot of sense because um, she was like so invested that he had to be a lawyer. And it's like, what? Like, he's just dating your daughter again. Yeah. The whole thing. Well, and also, so he's supposedly doing all of this for her but he never really takes the time to ask her what she actually wants. He just listens to other people. And if he's supposed to be the perfect man, you'd think he would like have one conversation with her saying like, what do you want me to do? Uh, what do you care about? Instead of just listening to other people say, this is what she cares about. Exactly. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. 
There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. And so let's talk about David for a second. So he has this dream of being the uh, being a comedian and he gave up his career because he was miserable. And I definitely relate to that. But I just, I just didn't understand why he even liked this woman. I just felt like she was rude. And I don't know. I, I, when he started like talking to the other lady, I was like, okay, maybe she's better match. Maybe she should, he should just hang out with her. I don't know. Um, and I didn't, the thing that really ruined it for me was, so he's about to get this big once in a lifetime opportunity to be in this showcase or whatever. And, uh, and it's the same time as this contest, which I think happens every year. So he, he has this once in a lifetime opportunity. She has something that happens every year and she can literally enter every year. But the grandma or the mom or whatever, the grandma comes over and she's like, you need our aunt. It was an aunt. She comes over and she's like, you need to be there for her. Like, and, you know, not give up this opportunity. And I was just like, screw that. Like he should be able to be, why is her dream more important than his dream? Why is what he's doing in his life more important then what, like, why shouldn't she be the one? Like that would have been refreshing if she had, if the aunt had gone to her and said, Hey, you're in this contest, which why does she even need to be there for the art? Like, can't the art just, here it is. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like, she, he has to be there as a comedian. Right. right. Yeah. To tell the jokes. Makes like, more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like they can just display her art and be like, I'm sorry, there's this other commitment or whatever. Like that would have been way better to actually like have some humanity for her, actually feel for her. Uh, and, and then, and then he sees her in the crowd and he's like, oh, great. And then he tells his jokes and like, that would have been a million times better than having him give up his opportunity. He doesn't get to do it evidently at least. And then go and be there for this proposal that was super awkward and you're just feeling bad for clay you're feeling bad for david and then like it's not romantic at all when then he like then he stops the proposal and they're supposed to be friends him and clay i just thought it was really bad like not romantic really awkward um not people i cared about i was just not i thought the proposal was terrible yeah, it was not good. It, yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. Yeah. And also I was a little bit confused about the lore. I guess he's supposed to be a yes. golem, right? I was a little confused about that too. And yeah. is he dead now that, that she refused him? No, because she says, doesn't she say, I give you new purpose? Oh, okay. Okay. To like give him new purpose. Okay. So that takes away the whatever. Yeah the magic okay okay yeah i i missed that and i i don't know if, if he should go go to culinary school you yes know? he should leave both of them go find someone else 
Don't be afraid just, to anymore. <laughs> it was just so disappointing because Aaron O'Connell is so attractive. Oh, I mean, yes. the, and it was such a brilliant casting to have him be the ideal man out of the yeah. statue. And it could have been really funny, like Snowman's. Yeah. And uh, I love Dave. I mean, um, Matt uh, Cohen is also super good looking. And mm-hmm. that could have been like a fun romance, uh, like in Snowman's. Uh, and I just really didn't care for it. I was very, very disappointed. And I agree, the mom was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Really bad. I agree. So I'd give this one a one. I, I would never watch it again. I really didn't like it. I'm going to go 1.5. Let's real quick talk about catering. Curious cater. We're not going to do a deep dive on this, okay. uh, but it's um, cater Goldie Berry reunites with detective Tom Schultz when a realtor is murdered as they uncover personal and professional rivalry rivalries. They realize the culprit is closer than expected. What did you overall think about this? Um, so I think I didn't watch the first, how many of there are there of these? Is this the second one? Yeah. Second one. Okay. So I didn't watch the first one. I don't know how I missed it, but I did. So I was a little confused at first about all these ex-husbands. I was like, wait, he's the ex-husband to who and what? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I saw it and I was still kind of confused, but okay. because it'd okay, been good. a while since so that I was one. like, wait, who's, who is she married to? Um, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I mean, I, I liked it. I know, you know, I think people thought it was a little, um, violent, but I didn't really mind it. Um, yeah, I mean, I just love Nikki DeLoach so yeah. much. I could watch her, I could watch her clean dishes and be happy. I feel like she's just so sweet. And she and Andrew have such good chemistry. Um, I have to say, I, there wasn't a lot of romance though for them. No. Well, so here's the thing with these mystery shows is that they can either make the choice to go like campy and be a little bit silly Mm -hmm. or they can take it real seriously and try to be like gritty. Uh, And for me, like, like for instance, a campy one would be the um, matchmaker mysteries. uh, The ones with Danica and Victor and uh, they, they can be a little bit, I think the Rorty gardens are a little, or like a little bit campy. I would say not, not on the, like in the spectrum Mm-hmm. Um, and then the ones that are like, try to be more realistic and more, you know, gritty. And, uh, I don't know. I, I tend to prefer the ones that are a little campy, that are a little more silly, that don't take themselves very seriously. Uh, and I know other people really like the more gritty ones. This one definitely, I thought was taking itself very seriously. There was very little like fun, mm-hmm. I think in it. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I did find it pretty violent, actually. I mean, the the death at the beginning is is pretty extreme, uh, with this choking and the the blowing up of the the grill and everything. And then the part that I I guess was more on the disturbing side for me was when they literally have Nikki uh, strapped to the table, yeah, uh, right. and being injected several times by this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was pretty shocking. I thought, I mean, some people will like that, but I don't know. I didn't love it. I, I, I just like, it, it was a pretty good reveal uh, with the, cause you think 
he's introduced so early as far as the um the doctor mm-hmm. that you think that okay that's not going to be him so they did a good job with that i thought of of being oh whoa it's that guy i didn't think it would be that guy like you think it i mean i knew that it wasn't lachlan monroe and and boy he has played more terrible husbands in Cruz than anybody i know i mean i'll never forget him playing in the christmas promise oh right the, he was the you know her ex-husband in that movie i mean uh-huh. he was the worst <laughs> in that movie but uh but yeah he he often plays like the he, and he was in that um one with Holly Robinson Pete, where he's like literally cheating on her in the in their in her home. Uh, did you see that one? The road trip. No, I don't it was actually pretty good. She goes on this road trip with this young woman, and after her husband is uh, terrible, and it, but yeah, he just tends to play terrible husbands. <laughs> but I knew that there was just too much of him. I knew that it wasn't him. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh the other red herrings what did you were you surprised uh, the doctor was that a good surprise Um, like i kind of i definitely thought he was creepy he kind of gave a creepy vibe Mm -hmm. um i don't know I, i would say it was like an average surprise and i think the whole like italian mafia thing was weird yeah yeah. like wait what like we're bringing in the italian mob like that was confusing <laughs> yeah. to me and felt a little strange yeah i mean it's also like hard when i think they have someone die who's a friend of everybody because it's like you'd be really sad you yeah. know i mean yes you want to figure out who your friend you know who killed your friend but you'd also be like really sad so yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. And yeah, I would hope if I died in this like horrible way too, it's not even just how, you know, not even just dying, but like a grisly murder. I would hope my friends wouldn't like have a party the next week. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out who it, who it was. <laughs> yeah. I don't really care about you. I just wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Also like, um, yeah, I mean, cause, and then her, so her ex-husband was dating the woman who got murdered. Correct. Nikki's ex-husband. Um, yes. Okay. So Nikki's ex-husband was dating. And there the was the girl, whole thing. And they hire her as a caterer. I feel like that was a little strange. Like, I mean, I guess it's good they're all friends, but like. <laughs> well, then there was also the whole thing with the property. Yes. You know, that, and then, and it was her, because you had Nikki's ex-husband, but then you also had the lady's ex-husband. Right. There were so many ex-husbands. <laughs> yeah, there really was. It was confusing. And, and, and that's where the whole property thing came into play. Right. Of like right. Who owned the property? And there's this whole se- section where she is tr- going through all of the, the, the files. And then the friend ends up singing Amazing Grace. Yeah, yes. That was, a, that was kind of a fun that scene. Funny. That's yeah. the kind of camp I enjoy in these, Yeah, right? It's a little right. silly. It's a little ridiculous, but yeah. I think it's fun. I agree. And that, so that was probably the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Um, yeah, I also thought um, the makeup on Nikki was really heavy. Yeah. She doesn't need that much makeup. She's so pretty. I mean, I know I don't want to nitpick about people's appearances, but I just thought like the 
she was like wearing a lot of eye makeup throughout the movie. Yeah. And it was distracting to me um, for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, these movies aren't these it's just Hallmark movies in general, not just the mysteries are kind of notorious for terrible lighting, really stark, really bright lighting. Um, and so I think that that's why often they over makeup is to compensate for the bright lighting. Uh, and that was definitely the case here. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I wish they, I just wish it had been more fun. I, I like these mysteries to be a little silly, to be just a little, I mean, this was no, like, this was not a train wreck, like the, um, Francesca PI one. I did uh, last year that one was so much they should not have released it it was that bad it was terrible my favorite I prefer ones that are a little silly a little more and they would have enough kind of moments with the camp between the two of them and there was such good chemistry so overall it works maybe that's a bad example but I I just I just prefer the like garage sale mysteries is my all-time favorite and they definitely had like a little bit of camp yeah you know right so I would give this one a two and a half. I'm going to give it a three and a half. Mm, okay, good. All right. So let's real quick, let's do this March preview. Okay. We'll have four Zamrocks. One to four, your excitement level. Okay. Okay. For the March movies. Okay. First one is called, uh, is the first one is called a game of love. This is on the 11th and it's uh, Kimberly Sested, Brooks Darnell, uh, director Jason Bork and writers Joey Elkins, Samantha Herman, and Blake Silver. It says it follows Audrey and Matthew. They are tasked with creating a new game to help players find romance. As they try to work together, they discover something they have in common. They each have a lot to learn about love. So what do you think about Game of Love? Well, I love Kimberly, so that's a good start. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, um, yeah. I mean, what do you think? Well, I, and Brooks Darnell, he is, I, I kind of joked last time. I was like, he took hot pills and he <laughs> continues to take them because he's just great. He's so, he's so good looking and so talented. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Kimberly Sested, I think he, they will have good chemistry. So that goes a long way. I would, I would think, um, it seems like it's cute, a cute enough idea. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. Me too. I give it three out of four. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Okay, so then we have a winning team. This on the 18th, and it's Nadia Hata and Christopher Plaha, director Jason Furukawa. It, it it says Joabokin is executive producer. It does not. There was no writer listed on IMDb, so maybe she's the writer. We don't know. But it says it follows pro soccer player Emily as she finds herself no longer in the game and teams up with Ian, a laid back small town coach to lead her niece's team to the playoffs. So what do you think of this one? This one sounds really cute. Obviously, I love Christopher Ploha. Um, So, yeah, I think I give this one probably 3.5. I'm maybe more excited about this one. Yeah, I think it's, it does sound cute. He's great. I'm sure it'll be great. Um, and it's a fun idea for a story uh, to have this, um, to have a kind of a sports movie. We haven't seen yeah. that many of those in, uh, in Hallmark. And, uh, you know, you like to see the diversity and somebody new 
with Palaha. That'll be fun to see how they, you know, the, if they have chemistry, mm-hmm. how it'll work. I love, if it is draw book in, I love her scripts almost always are good. Um, so, and she's good at rivalries and I, I think enemies to lovers. So okay. that will be a case here. I definitely Probably. think they have some rivalries. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah. What'd you give it? 3.5. Yes. I think I will do that too. Okay. So then we have a picture of her. This is on the 25th. Hallmark Channel, Rannon Fish and Tyler Hines. We don't know the writers or anything, but it says Beth becomes the subject of an award-winning magazine's cover and goes on a quest to find the photographer who snapped her photo. So it, you know, this will be one of the male photographers, a little bit more rare in Hallmark <laughs> Channel, but they love those photographers. So the quest to find the photographer. <laughs> We've seen that many times. Well, what do you think? I think I'm less excited about this one. I don't know why, but um, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen a trailer for it. Have you? No, they haven't had a trailer yet. So that might uh, turn us around. Uh, yeah, and exactly. I I like both of these actors, Rhiannon Fish and Tyler Hines. I do feel like they have very different energies. And I mean, Tyler has a gift for, for creating chemistry with all of his leads so yes I'm sure it'll be fine but um i was surprised when i heard that they had they were together i mean in the movie that they had cast them uh i i wouldn't have expected that i don't know she's just he's a little bit more like sarcastic and cynical and and she's more bubbly and and uh, and fun and not that that can't be good to have like opposites tracked it could be good um <laughs> i don't know i was just surprised when i heard the casting yeah, I'd probably say I'll give another three. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, all right, then we have Unexpected Grace. This is on the 12th on Movies and Mysteries. Eric Durant and Michael Rady, director Linda Lisa Hader, writer Mark Hefty, and Eugenia Zuckerman. It follows Grace as she finds a note from a schoolgirl looking for a friend. She writes back and sets off on a chain of events that changes the lives of three people. So what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, this, is it, do you think it's dramatic? Yeah, I mean, it's movies and mysteries. Oh, it is on movies. Sorry, I missed that. Okay. Yeah. I see that now. Okay. I'm going to give this, yeah, I, I'm not very excited about this one. Yeah, I mean, he has been a pretty decent writer. Well, I would say hit and miss, Mark Hefty. He had Dickens of a Holiday, which we all really enjoyed. Yeah, but then like some that weren't good, like Beverly Hills Wedding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, I love Linda Lisa. She's always great and uh, does a good job with the directing. It's always a little bit risky. This plot feels very science sealed delivery to me. Mm-hmm. Um, when they have the note and they're looking back at all the pedigree of the note and going back to the school girls and uh looking for a friend and all of that i i think that's always risky because in my opinion that's the best thing homework's ever made and so you invite comparison but i but yeah. i have to say michael rady has a very good track record of picking yes. projects true i mean i it's hard to think of I, any of his movies that haven't been great yeah, he's a good one. Yeah. So that's uh, Erica, Durant, Erica Durant. I'm a little more mixed on, but she's winning me over. Okay, she's, that's she's good. Been, she's been better 
I really disliked her movie with Brennan Elliott and um, Allison Sweeney. She was like this really overbearing mom mm. that wanted her 14 year old to sit with Santa. And she was like devastated. Yes. Like, yes. Okay. Yes. I'm like, you could not have paid me at 14. That was Santa. Like, that's not an unreasonable thing for her son. I don't know. I didn't like her character, but, uh, but she has been, I liked her in the, um, color of love one with the down syndrome. That was yeah. cute. She did a good job with that and do a good job. I don't know. So I'm going to give this um, 2.5, but I hope it's good. Yeah. I'll do the same. Yeah. Okay. Then we have the cases of mystery lane. This is on the 19th movies and mysteries, Amy Garcia and Paul Campbell, Matt Hamilton is in this. Director Mike Roll, writers uh, Joel and Dovev and Margu Froley. It follows Alden and Birdie Case as they find a new way to keep the mystery alive. Alden takes case classes. Sorry, Alden takes classes in hopes of becoming a private investigator, and Birdie may hold the keys to solve one of his mysteries. So this is, I guess, a married couple. It sounds like. I mean, yeah. in the in the movie, they're married, okay. right? I think so. Alden and Bert Case. Name. Yeah, they have the same last name. Mm-hmm. Then, like, keep the mystery alive in the marriage. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I agree. So that's different. We haven't had that since um Rachel Mysteries. A married. Yeah, a married couple. I like that. I like Paul Campbell, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this one. I would say I would give this one maybe a 3.75 yeah agreed okay very good we did it march so let us know what you think of the movies that we reviewed uh, and also previewed we'd love to hear your scores in the comments and on twitter and megan where can people find you i'm megan d320 at twitter i think mm-hmm. um i'm kind of taking a break from instagram these days Okay, well, we'll have that in the, uh, we'll have the Twitter in the description. So check that sure. out. Come say hi. Yeah. And a you... Christmas wreath as my picture on Twitter, I realized yesterday. And I'm like, should I change it or should I just leave it? I mean, <laughs> I feel like we're going to be in Christmas movies before we know it. <laughs> yeah, well, we're Christmas movies year round. I, yeah, I, it was funny yesterday. I went to a screening and I wore, I, I just grabbed a sweatshirt and it was a Home Alone sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. And a bright red sweatshirt <laughs> some of the other critics were like uh it's it's february rachel i'm like i celebrate all year long all leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> right. but anyway let us know what you think and we would love to hear your thoughts and uh and you can find us all over social media at homework's pod homework's podcast you can find me at rachel's reviews all over social media itunes youtube and on rotten tomatoes check that out And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you are watching YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and we have Catherine Davis coming on doing our next watch along on the 11th. Uh, We're going to watch Christmas on Fifth Avenue. One of my all time faves. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how much I love that movie. And so we're going to be getting all the behind the scenes details. It's going to be super fun with Catherine. So if you want to be a part of it, it's only $2. You can $2 a month and super cheap. So please check it out. We would sure appreciate it. And I think you really get your money's worth if you sign up for the Patreon. 
And then we have the, uh, the merch store, which we have tons of fun designs. So check that out. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.